ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber, and joining me as my co-host is the awesome, delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And if you're already watching on video, you already know we have another visitor. We have a guest. This is another part of our series of why we are wrestling fans and longtime listeners, longtime viewers, and actually fans of this man's podcast should already recognize this is Justin mm-hmm. from TNC Sports Talk, the throw-in with Justin, which I was able to watch this morning. Yeah. Because I was I, up th- I was up that early. <laughs> so I know. Such a crazy time. <laughs> Get up at seven. Oh. Um, I mean, I, I was actually up at like 5 30. And all of a sudden I got a notification. I was like, all right, cool. I'll finally get a chance to yeah. actually watch it because remember at that time I'm literally driving and they, they yeah. kind of frown on you, you know, for like watching YouTube while you're drowning. Yeah. Drowning while you're driving. You know, so um, but I finally got a chance to do it live, which I actually enjoyed and was making comments. And Justin, thank you so much for the shout out you were giving us this morning. Oh, I do you. appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, throughout the time, I I always find a way. I've put some, like, pre-dialogue I set aside of promotion stuff, like, you know, thanking the products that I use. But I always have armchair booking on that. I got to read every single episode. It's kind of like a religion, you know, sacrilegion thing I have to do every episode. Yeah, we, well, we appreciate the, it. Yep. We feel the same way, but we try to make sure we mention you. And I don't have it written down. I probably should have written down. Because the list is actually kind of growing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's part of the podcasting world. I mean, we've been making so many connections. And mm. um, you were one that reached out to us back in the fall, early winter of uh, 2021. Yeah. And we, we've been doing, we've been collaborating ever since. I mean, it's been great. Yeah, I love the community that, uh, that we've learned over the last couple of years. And maybe one day Dwaylon will come up here and he'll get to meet you in person too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, but before we go ahead and get started, Justin, go ahead and tell people how they can get a hold of you because as our friend Ted to Hillbilly Hill pointed out, and we've kind of built on on his lead, uh, a lot of people don't listen all the way to the end of a podcast, you know. So we want to go ahead and give your contact info out. How does somebody find TNC Sports Talk, or how they find you on social media, just anything that you want to tell them. Well, um, so mainly right now, I'm doing a show called The Throw In on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube page. Um, there, It's weekdays from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. They're live uh, for the most part. Now, it's just me producing and hosting and all of the, the above. So if I change the schedule a little bit, um, you know, I try to communicate, but sometimes they're, they're changed on, on the go. Um, but I also um, can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, although uh, and TikTok. Although I'm more active on Facebook and TikTok. Um, and then if you know you guys want to DM me, you guys can DM me, DM me that way. Uh, yeah, I'm always open to sports conversations. Possibly trying to you know book a, a guest or two on the show, or you know even just a recording and having on the show later. Um, and then also you could download um, the throw-in um, up on the audio platforms, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Matter of fact, every podcast you could follow that you get Armchair Booking Podcast from, because I believe it's, you still have Spreaker, right? As oh, heck your yeah, we do. Main. Yep. So you're the one who actually 
introduced that to me and I've been using it and it's actually been great. So I love it. And what's wild is if you were to, um, have you Googled your podcast? Like actually looked it up? I have not just because <laughs> I've been in and out of it since this past year. Cause there's been some, you know, good times and bad times last year. Right. So I haven't really focused myself and I'm, to be honest, I'm trying not to focus. I'm just trying to, you know, put a product out there for people to listen to, enjoy, and get involved into the conversation. Uh, it's amazing. If you Google it, you'll yeah. find yourself on all sorts of other third-party uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. And people okay. are using, oh, yeah. And, that, and um, in fact, I'll go ahead and give our contact listing info real quick as well. If you want to email the show, it's at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram, also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. If you're on YouTube already, you know this is the only video platform that we know of that we're on. By the way, the intro video that we have, Justin is the one who created that. That's right. So I got to give him all the credit in the world for that one. And as far as audio platforms go, just like Justin's, we're on just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know. We'll do what we can to get ourselves added. I can't guarantee we're going to be successful because I still can't get us on Pandora. And apparently mm-hmm. Stitcher, for, it's not even uploading to Stitcher anymore either. And they're connected. So I don't know what I did there. So mm-hmm. I apologize if you were a Stitcher listener and now all of a sudden. But hopefully the people, somebody, if they were using Stitcher, they'll reach out. That actually happened when we switched to Spreaker. The, the feed changed. Somebody reached out to me like four months later and said, hey, did you stop recording? I said, oh, no. And I gave him the new feed. He's like, oh, great, fantastic. So, um, But you can also find his merch. In fact, you have merch as well, tpublic.com slash user slash armchair-booking-podcast. And you have merch as well. I know that because I bought a shirt. Yes, um, I have that in quite some time. Um, I believe it's the same layout, just TNC Sports Talk. I'll have to hopefully maybe just shoot you the uh, the link. Um, okay. For, you know, I don't think nothing's changed. And you can also have another podcast called The Cubicle Chat. That's my non-wrestling podcast. Both Dwaylon and Justin have been guests in that podcast at different times. That's mm-hmm. where we, we, we decide, you know what, let's, we love wrestling, but we do know other things besides wrestling. Right, right. You know, um, and Justin, actually, his podcast is a sports overall sports but he includes wrestling and he's also a big wrestling fan you know and that, of course that's why he is on our show today dwellin also you can you can reach out with him you can find him on twitter at fat underscore daddy 73 the reason why it's fat daddy is because he's fat daddy along with his wife who is big mama together they have big and fat which they have a youtube channel and a tiktok channel yep. which dwellin just uploaded a video last week i believe mm-hmm. yep you know so um, go check those out and one more thing and this is what I was going to tell you Justin when I googled our podcast I was just I was actually seeing what third-party platforms we were on I was shocked to find out we are on IMDB oh really yeah <laughs> okay. I, was, I was like um okay and our, you know, our guest last week, Kyle, he pointed out that it might be because we have the YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, so that, and because yeah, we didn't, sense. we didn't put it on there. So you have your YouTube channel. You might be on IMDb as well. You yeah. know, I'm going to have to look into that. Absolutely. I'm not very sure. You know, I'm, I'm open. If 
my podcast is out there and people want to, you know, throw it out to somewhere else. I'm anyone who wants to grab it, take it, you know, <laughs> I'm not too big about it. As long as people are listening and, you know, I, I they, they're listening every day, then I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yep. Ooh, so that's all right. Waylon. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It, it, keep, it seems like it keeps expanding. Yeah. You know, uh, and I do know we've actually showed up in the ratings. I know your show has showed up in the ratings, like the top 200 for wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's always kind of a cool thing to see. I don't know how their algorithm works, but I do know mm-hmm. if people give us ratings, speaking of which, I have not checked the ratings today. Joel. Can I ask <laughs> you guys a quick question? Go ahead, um, Justin. Could you guys, would you guys know how the, the power top 500 rankings for, um, for wrestling, for the male wrestlers work? Uh, the PWI? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure how they do that. I, I was reading some sure of either. that earlier this year. Um, well, last week, actually, last couple of weeks. And I was sharing that on a, one of my programs. And I was like, I don't understand how some of this works and how they get graded to be at a certain level when, you know, what do they base it off of? Because I'm like, someone's at 89, they should probably be at like 56. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's like with the tag teams. Um yeah like the Usos ended up getting like number one in PWI when, in my opinion, it really should have not to say that the Usos had, you know, didn't deserve to be near the top because they were, they're having a great run, but mm. FTR should have been the top team. Cause I mean, they were literally winning championships everywhere. Well, I mean, so I guess that's my other question is because that's, um, Usos are limited to what they could do inside the WWE exactly. as of recently. Yep. FTR is able to branch off and do yep. other promotions, which gives them that upper advantage of yeah. and so I don't know if they consider that. Also, you know, how know. much of an impact they affect into that program. Like, like I don't know about you guys, and I know how people have, you know, their foot in and out of Austin Theory, but he did impact WWE for at least a good amount of, you know, yeah. last year. And then Seth Rollins, he was just named by Fox, you know, won a whole bunch of awards, and he's down in the ratings, you know, while CM Punk, in the other hand, he's in the top five, and I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that doesn't make sense when he had a combined eight-day championship reign over two reigns because he couldn't stay healthy enough to defend the title either time, so. Right. So that was just curious. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the, uh, the ratings if if you give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, it's the only one you can do it on. Um, but if you give us five star rating along with a review, I will read the review on the air. And so far, and I have done that. Um, if you give us a five star rating on another platform that can that allows you to do ratings, like Spotify is one that lets you. Good Pods is one that will let you. But if you send me like if you send me the screenshot of the five star rating, and then you. Like also send me, of course, what your review would be. I will also read that on the air. And, yeah, so just put it out there. You know, you want to hear your name on a podcast, that's how you do it. I like that way. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely go check out. If you've not, if you've never checked out Justin's podcast, TNC Sports Talk, The Throwing with Justin, I get that it's kind of early in the morning, but you can always catch it, you know, mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. fact, and it's still really good. Um, you just can't chat like I was doing this morning. uh so justin tell us about yourself i mean how long have you been a wrestling fan i mean um oh gosh um let me okay so 
me the dating back as a wrestling fan is to practically when they started the whole um the whole smackdown fist okay, okay. entrance um maybe a little before that on and off um but i was maybe gravitating to more of um like specific guys like the undertaker maybe john cena right um and at least to my recollection, that's where I started. Um, but I grew up a SmackDown person because, um, you know, growing up, had, having school, uh, I lived on the West Coast, which at the time when the Raw was on Spike TV, you know, they had, um, they started their uh, programs at 9 p.m. And I'm like, that's bedtime. And my parents wouldn't let me stay up. So I got a chance to watch Friday Night SmackDown, you know, or, you know, Tuesday night, I got lucky with at least watch an hour when it was on at eight. So as far back, I want to say maybe the early two, you know, maybe about like 2003, 2002. Wow. So right about the time that WWF was becoming WWE. Right. Yeah. And then um, you also had, you know, the whole SmackDown started splitting off and, you know, having that own stuff, you know, the own fun. I'm I'm a I believe blue, unfortunately, when it comes down to, to wrestling. Uh SmackDown's always been my home and unfortunately it always will be. There's just something I like about the uh the aura that SmackDown brings. Well it was always, you know, for the longest it was like the wrestling show of the two brands, you know. Mm-hmm. You had your more sports entertainment and all the crazy stuff going on on Monday Night Raw, and then on SmackDown you got for the most part, you got actual good wrestling matches. Now, I do want to also just include this just because it's involving into how I also became a wrestling fan. I don't know if that was something you're going to ask you in a moment, yeah. but um, my wrestling, the, from the first moment I knew I was watching wrestling, I was hooked onto it, was the moment I saw The Undertaker on that screen. I'm sorry, but there was just something about him <laughs> that made everything just seem so right. Um, and so whether he, no matter what he played, uh, it, it, it was always just tuning in just to see what's next because he was always mysterious. You know, you could kind of predict some of the, the other, you know, wrestlers and what they were able to do. But when it came down to the Undertaker, his mind games were something unimaginable. And then yeah. when you could take it out off the screen and actually display it, you know, backstage or, you know, in a graveyard and then just tie all that together, like one of my very first favorite moments was the feud between Taker and Randy Orton. That whole yeah. year long feud yeah. that kind of shaped Orton to who he was today. Wow, a year long feud, Dwayne. Imagine that. I know that's <laughs> very <laughs> rare. <laughs> yeah, it's almost unheard of now. Uh, wow. And so, um, I actually, seriously, I actually had a thought in my head and it just kind of disappeared all of a sudden. It happens to me quite often. Uh, Dwayne can tell you, I mean, uh, he has to keep me in check. He said, no, you've been thinking about this. <laughs> but, um, so besides uh, The Undertaker, which, by the way, I think, um, yeah, seeing The Undertaker, yeah, that'll do it. I mean, because you mm-hmm. just seeing him mm-hmm. on the screen like that, because uh, he was one of my favorite, was probably still is one of my favorites of all time. Even though you know he doesn't uh, wrestle more, he said he's retired, he's done. But who were some of your other uh, favorite wrestlers? You know, I grew up, you know, watching you know John Cena, The Big Show, right? Um, you had 
then Kurt Angle, JBL, Edge, um, Eddie Guerrero for that short period of time. Um, am I allowed to say the other guy's name on the show? Uh, yeah, I don't have any issue with it. Do I don't yeah, know. I don't either. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Chris Benoit? Okay. Yeah. I just want to be, you know, be sure. But, um, yeah, we, I mean, I... But honestly, just that that's a case where we separate the art from the artist. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... I, I just grew up. I, I get love it. watching him in the ring. In the ring, yeah, he same. was exactly. phenomenal, great. Yeah, in Didn't ring, he's one of the. Much. Yeah, he's in my opinion, he is still. Just, in ring skills, one of the greatest technical wrestlers we've ever seen. Yeah, one of my favorite favorite feuds watching and just being able to watch him was it was him and MVP. I was once yes. at WrestleMania for yep. the United States Championship. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Just one of, like just you can learn so much. Um, and, and the other thing is, is that the reason I also love about him is, you know, maybe there was also during the time frame where you didn't know about their out of the ring stuff unless it, it broke news, you know, like yeah. a DUI or right. a lawsuit. So, you know, that stuff kind of kept at a young age for me, you know, quiet. And that's what I loved so much about it. Um, and then I started gravitating into like you got fit when Finley came back and started competing. Um, a really, I had a, they were so... I want to say they, they were underrated, but I really enjoyed watching Billy Kidman and Paul London. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember when they were uh, teaming up for that yep. time period. Um, uh, you know, when I'm thinking of all these names, I apologize. There's kind of no, 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 out of my head and I can't remember them. But, um, you know, if you, if the tag team division or the, you know, women's division at the time was lacking, they didn't really let you see it. Like you wouldn't, you couldn't notice it on a regular program. Right. If that makes sense. So, I mean, you had a little bit of everything, but so one thing I will say as of recently, and this actually probably dated back since I graduated from high school about a decade ago, was that I've learned to appreciate so much. I have a vast appreciation of JBL because it was kind of him leading the heel side of SmackDown, carrying SmackDown, quite some time mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for his heel character i mean you wouldn't have made you know you know names out of batista and you know ray mysterio you know and all I those mean, really i mean john Cena was you know he was right there on the cusp of being mm-hmm. a main event guy but without that feud with jbl it could have been another year or two before you know before and he got to the top and that's what i appreciate about such a those type of generation uh, generation athletes guys like you know Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane is that they knew when their when their time was to give back and it wasn't about making sure that they got over it was making sure that these younger guys were getting over mm-hmm. so that when there was time for them to step away like th- th- these guys are in good hands right and i don't I, I don't know i mean i don't quite see that as much anymore and no. they over exaggerate it when they do push that. Yeah, because uh, they're still. I mean, they're they've done better since Triple H has taken over. Mm-hmm. But when Vince was in charge, he relied way too much on the part timers instead of putting that focus and energy into creating new stars. So yeah. it's like, you know, we still don't have a lot of the stars that. A lot of the wrestlers that should be big stars by now aren't because of, you know, how they've been booked, not because they couldn't get over. 
and what's the term, Dwaylon, when they they want to book somebody for like a real quick? It escapes me, and we used to use it all the time, but we apparently have not used it in a long time. But um, you know, they it, it'll bring an audience in, but it's just a real quick, temporary. Oh yeah, um, I can't think of it. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's it's like right there, but I can't. I mean, we've been forgetting people's names lately. I know it's, we're, get, <laughs> I mean, we're getting old, man. I'm we just... are. And well, yeah, you know, yeah. one thing we noticed though is that this is not a, a an old conversation. We've been probably talking about this off, you know, these podcasts for years where mm-hmm. we're saying, all right, where is the WWE going to be like in seven, seven to 10 years from today if they don't start building these guys up? And look how long it took. It, what you mean, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and even, you know, Roman Reigns to get to the where they're at today took yeah. them over a well over a year. And it's like, all right, who's are, who are the guys behind them? And, yeah. you know, they're not quite getting that starlight. I mean, they're still relying on guys. I mean, you know, you Seamus and Drew McIntyre, as much as I appreciate them, they're up and they're in the age two where they're yeah. kind of like a Randy Orton and John Cena now in the WWE. But you look at a Bobby Lashley who is, mm-hmm. you know, in their oh, age gosh. bracket who is still putting people over. You know, oh, yeah. Bobby you is... Name Lashley, like, Tom Brady of WWE <laughs> he seems to get better as he gets older, right? He does. He, he looks really like does. he's in his thir- like early thirties. He yeah. does not look like he's I think, aged. Yeah, I think he's like forty three or forty four. He's actually older than Brock Lesnar, if I'm not mistaken. Lashley yeah. is. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, because Lashley. remember he. Wow, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Bobby Lashley didn't he try to play football and then MMA or was it strictly MMA? Uh, straight to MMA. Yeah, because okay. he was he was in the army. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And he got hurt. Um, I don't remember. It wasn't like the bank robber he uh, he stopped, was it? Whether they got him hurt, or was it a car wreck or something like that? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it might have been a car wreck, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Because yeah, he also did stop a bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, because how many people can put that on their resume? Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, he looks so young though. He like, does. He doesn't look like since he first came in uh, when he came back with the ECW. Yeah. And, yeah, and talking about us getting old, Justin, I have to say real quick, you know, you said you graduated 10 years ago. What do we say, Dwaylon? 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, you got to bump those numbers up. got to bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. You got to bump those up. We're we're looking at uh, 32 years years this year (laughs) that we graduated high school. Yep, from Christian County High School down in Hopkinsville. I appreciate you guys making me feel a little bit younger. (laughs) I'm at the I'm actually, if I appreciate it. Like, okay, so I, I still consider myself young. I'm only 27. I'll be 28 this year. But I'm like, okay, you guys, these people coming up, they're kids now, <laughs> you know, in the sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think of Austin Siri, and I can, I think of Austin Siri, and I'm like, yeah, now I could call him a kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> coming up through the program. Shoot. Uh, so living out, because I believe you're from San Diego, correct? Yes. Born and raised. And, and you were a Chargers fan up until they moved to L.A.? Yeah, I was a San Diego's fan by default. They moved up to L.A. It's like, you know what? Uh, they kind of sold out on me. So I went to converted <laughs> to, to the Rams. And then I'm still a Padres fan, but I do support the local sports team, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you know, Eagles and the, the Reds. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. All last year's Super Bowl, I said Rams all the way. I was happy regardless who won. It was kind of win-win for me. And I know you saw, well, I know you saw the fumble because you showed it this morning on your yeah. show. 
the Dwaylon, did you see that? No, yeah. I hadn't seen it. I've I've seen the chatter on Twitter about it, yeah. but I hadn't seen the video. Um, that was a ninety-eight yard fumble return for oh, what Lord. ended up being the game. Touch the ground, was just knocked of uh, Tyler's hands in the air because he was jumping over when should have went down, and that oh, was kind wow. of a you know listen, and and that's the other thing you know you're gonna see the Bills this coming up weekend, and I got to tell you both teams not look good the last couple of weeks. And it's going to be a very emotional game and very, yep. um, yes, especially since there's no offensive line again for Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, apparently they were putting defensive linemen in on the mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah, I heard you say oh, that wow. this morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but but you being from San Diego. So, okay, there's no Von Miller for uh, for the Bills, so I don't have to worry about that. I think it'll be, it'll be – uh, it's going to be a highly viewed game because the Monday night game, of course, before the unfortunate uh, thing happened, um, it was like like the most viewed game of the year for all Mm -hmm. of the NFL. And then, you know, so this one I have a feeling is going to also be, it may actually surpass whatever the, uh, the ratings were for uh, the first matchup. I have high, high expectations for this game coming up this weekend, Sunday, 3 p.m., I believe. Um, I just think that this game is going to be a good game for the wrong reasons. And because that's because all the injuries and, you know, the mm-hmm. mistakes that Josh Allen made last week. Because, listen, Josh Allen gave up that lead. And, you know, well, not Josh Allen, but the Bills gave up that lead in the, at the end of the first half. And they probably shouldn't even won the game. But, yeah. Either way, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and because I'll support the Bengals because I live here. Yeah. So, um, my, my team though is the Raiders. Uh, Joylin's team is the Packers. Yeah. Neither one of them made the playoffs, and so no. <laughs> we just kind of latch onto whoever right now. Um, but being from San Diego, yeah. What was like? What's, what was like the main? I guess if you want to call it local wrestling there, um, because I know you're close. In, San Diego is real, like right there at the Mexican border. So yeah you would have like AAA and you would have mm-hmm. some of the other uh, Mexican wrestling organizations, you know, with the luchadors, you know, were you able to get exposed to that uh, yeah. when you were living so, out there? Okay. So growing up out there on the West coast and at least limited to me, all right. Was WWE was made, was the main viewing platform, right. For professional wrestling. Then it came NX, uh, not NXT, I'm sorry, TNA out there that was actually aired cable wise they when they were on spike and all that stuff um when they first started off and that was a big thing um we started seeing new japan late at night i'm talking about like a saturday night at like like a rerun mm-hmm. on espn um type thing uh we wow. didn't we started getting lucha underground also but we never really got anything um you know suspicious you know Certain, you know, we didn't get no Ring of Honor, we didn't get no OVW, um, and we, st- I mean, I don't know if they still do, but like we missed out on a lot of that opportunity um, to get exposed, and even, you know, like AAA wasn't necessarily aired, and it, when they aired them, they were such weird timings, you know, we're talking about two, three o'clock in the morning, where it's like, is this just a recording from like years ago, right? Or is this actually mm-hmm. like recent? And then you also didn't quite understand because for me, it takes me a couple of weeks to get into a program because you got to know the backstory and I can't just jump into it. Um, and they didn't, I don't know. They, 
didn't tell that story just right, so you you couldn't get gravitated to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there was really just nothing, nothing out there. Like you now, you can see here, and you know, you know, NWA, you know, WCCW, um, right? WCCW, or is it? Um, you got WOW out here. Um, you're talking about there's world class championship wrestling that was WCCW back in the day, based out of Dallas. And then okay. you have WCW for championship wrestling. That's true. Yeah. Um, you have NWA out here that you hmm. can easily access. Um, WOW for women's um, okay. out here that's still going on. I guess my overall, like, you know, NWF, there's, I guess there's more bigger, like, promotions out here for wrestling that get spread around very easily than you do see in, in on the West Coast. Yep, because um, that was actually one of the things. Were you able to catch a lot of live events out in San Diego? Um, they they would have come down once or twice a year, and we would get it would always be Raw and then SmackDown, Raw and the SmackDown. Um, this was a time when SmackDown was being taped on Tuesdays, so you know, getting getting a chance to go to SmackDown and tell all your friends what happened the rest of the week and make you know start <laughs> betting on matches and whatnot. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, we we got a chance to go. My, you know, I, they didn't have a lot of uh, pay per views. That's something I really um, kind of wish they had more of down there. Um, but the sports center down there just wasn't, you know, the building was kind of, you know, outdated. Um, the one biggest pay per view I've, you know, I was there to see was the two thousand and eight um, Extreme Rules, and that one was with. Uh, when Jeff Hardy did the Swan Tom off the semi truck to Omaga, yeah, right outside uh, Triple. Uh, that was, I think, wasn't that the time where uh, Randy Orton got hurt facing Triple H, um, and he got thrown over the ring and just, I think, broke his collarbone. Uh, that, that was Edge. That, that was him and Edge. Was that Edge? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you had, um, you know, JBL. Um, I want to say it was JBL and John Cena, and then the main event was. A TLC match with um with Edge and uh, the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. That was for the no no no. You 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 were right. It was Triple H and and uh, Randy Orton. Uh, you were right. Triple H did throw him over the top rope, and when he landed, he broke his collarbone. Broke, yeah. Yep. You were right. So, um, you know that was probably the most memorable pay per view. I know there was a couple other ones, but. I think if you have to walk away with one, that's probably the most you know memorable, memorable one. Um, and they always had the good stuff up in L.A. or Anaheim, so you know we always got the you know lackey. Stuff. I don't think I don't think I've ever been to a SmackDown or a Raw in San Diego where Rey Mysterio actually won a match. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> well, that that's their whole hometown thing. I mean, if oh, you're yeah. hometown, you're going to lose. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean. And, and here's the other thing. I think the first ever SmackDown I went to was when Rey Mysterio and the Big Show faced off for the first time. Oh, wow. Was that the one where he put him on the board? Yes. Swung him against the ring post? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's how, how far back. I, I, I'm trying to remember further back, but I was also big going out to those events and getting those uh, programs. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've gotten those where – they were SmackDown one side, and you flipped it the other way. You had Raw on the other side, and the commentators were in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh. I uh, enjoyed those ones. And, you know, Jwaylen, right now, um, we're missing Raw, and it's happening 
for me, it's about 28 miles. For Justin, it's probably it's like, a little bit closer. It's mm-hmm. like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because Raleigh is in Cincinnati tonight. And um, it's not, it, well, for me, a little bit of a money thing, you know, because right after Christmas, money is always tight. Always. <laughs> and uh, not only that, but for me, it's also, I don't, I'm not going to go to something like that without my son oh yeah definitely not yeah and but i'm also not going to get to have him out until past 11 o'clock at night on a school on night School night, yeah you know yep. uh, even they have a two-hour delay tomorrow because for teacher in service mm-hmm. but i'm still no i'd rather not have him out that late now the last time i did have him out that late for anything this was for the the hate breed trivia on lamb of god megadeth concert but that one was fine you know why <laughs> <laughs> because of you know the names i just mentioned right that was just a fun time all around you know, so I'll, I'll say this though, for that behalf, is that the last few times WWE has been out here, it has been for Raw, and not saying you know this was you know what a year or two ago when the product wasn't the best at you know at its best. So it was like you're spending you know forty sixty bucks on top of that driving to there, paying another twenty bucks for parking. Everything you get is at least five ten bucks a you know a, you know, a pop type thing. So I mean if you're quite missing out on anything right yeah, of course i mean i will see you know the people on facebook especially the wrestling friends we have they'll yeah. go i mean it's it's almost like they're obligated to go mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. I, you can't get mad at them for it right no but, so if you don't mind me asking um since you have a little bit of knowledge around where i really started watching watching wrestling, like i said I was more remembrance of the 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 fist area you know, era when they had the you know fist going through the glass as the entrance. Um, what were your guys' maybe favorite moment coming out of that time period? Hmm. You're talking about uh, around 2002 ish, 2003. Talking about I think it was like about 2003 to like I think it was like 2008 when before they just went with uh, you know the big jumble screen. Uh, I enjoyed the stuff with the SmackDown Six. Um, trying to think what else. Um, the the Undertaker Orton feud you were talking about was good. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, or even if it was on Raw, I mean, I'm just. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't think of anything because that was also during a period I actually was watching less wrestling. Um, Yes, because um, my daughter was born, then I went to Kuwait, and then I came back and my schedule went all weird for a little bit uh, where I was actually working a second shift. I mean, you know how it is. You know, you're trying Mm, to watch second. Yeah, Yeah, I do anything. And then um, I just, you know, really just wasn't watching it as much just because we were doing other things. And then, then I went to Korea. And then I went to England, and so you're trying to catch everything. It was, yeah. Uh, I was basically I was able to catch a lot of stuff on the internet. That's how I was able to keep track of it. But I was not able to really watch anything live, and for so me, I can't I can't really give a good answer for any of that. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed the early days of SmackDown, okay. up until like through the SmackDown Six. But then there for a, quite a while, it's just both shows got kind of hard to watch because it was just kind of repetitive. It was like the same stuff on yeah. on both shows, and it's like it's like creative got stale. It's like they couldn't figure out how to. I mean, they had this giant roster, but couldn't figure out how to capitalize on the talent that they had. 
Well, I mean, I also saw like because SmackDown was always, in my opinion, obviously lower than Raw. So when when they brought guys like you know CM Punk over, or they brought you know like uh, Batista over, yeah. right? Rey yeah. Mysterio moved, moved back and forth when Randy Orton was there. I felt like a lot of those guys moved to SmackDown to get their name, and then they got put onto Raw to obtain it. Like you know, John Cena, Kurt Angle, yeah, all that. yeah. But um, then you saw guys like Edge and JBL who kind of, and then you know, like I mentioned, the Undertaker. You know, even Triple H at one point was on SmackDown for a period of time. But there was guys that came back over to SmackDown to really help carry SmackDown. And mm-hmm. when you yep. were, when you know, for a good period between, I want to say 2003, maybe 2004, to like at least 2010, I would say. WWE SmackDown relied on a small handful of guys of, and I always, you're going to have to mention it. The undertaker was number one on that list to keep SmackDown going for that time frame. JBL edge, um, maybe Batista for a while. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when I, when I was watching, like I said, SmackDown was just my thing. It was okay. Watch it every Friday night. Um, and, you know, it was on at from 10 to, you know, 8 to 10. And then, you know, that's how your weekend started. But, I mean, for me, though, those were really entertaining days. And then after, I want to say maybe after 2010, you know what, when they started combining that roster, maybe a year or two into it, that's really started when it started lagging. Hmm. I can say that. Uh, so as far as like live events, yeah. Now, I know you've been to some live events because we've actually hung out at live events. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, ha- could you give a count of how many you've been to, or if you're kind of like me, especially? Are like you NWF including stuff? NWF? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wrestling is wrestling. Okay. Okay. So I would say approximately probably around 40 plus, no more okay. than 50. Um, and I also want to do mention is that there one thing I did discover before moving out here, and it was probably back, you know, about 2018, 2019, is that they, you know, just like NWF, you know, they have local wrestling promotions and they had some, they have a promotion out there called Cal, uh, uh, SoCal Wrestling. Um, so I got a chance to see at a, um, like a, like a, not a fan, uh, they had a, like this, Delmar Fairgrounds out there. Um, they did some live wrestling outside just to promote their, you know, business. And they had um the honky tonk man out there. So, but he was charging like 50 bucks for um an autograph <laughs> and a picture. And I don't know, you hear about John Moxley, um, who came into town last uh yesterday to do yeah. autograph signing at the Cavalcade of Custom. Uh, I got a friend who got me a autograph signing. I don't know if you guys could see it, but I was told that in order to get a picture, it was like 40 bucks just to get a picture with John Marley. I can, uh, you know what? After going to a, a couple of the fan fests up in Chillicothe, mm-hmm. I can believe it um, because, and they're having another one on March 11th. And uh, some of the, let's see, Kane, we paid a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, the NWO, which was Nash Bagwell um and scott steiner we paid actually we paid 200 dollars because i didn't realize uh, at the time 100 dollars could have covered both me and my son mm-hmm. um 
and of course, you know, they're like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's too, too late now. You're yeah. Um, the one who I was glad I met him, I don't know if I would have paid this much, you know, before we already did the autographs. Was what he did give us a yeah. lot, though, was uh, Tatanka. Tatanka was awesome, mm-hmm. super nice guy. It was $80, and I was like, okay yeah. you know but uh, but he also he gave us a lot more than just an autograph picture i mean he gave us like this whole package of stuff i mean it was actually really yeah. and it was like a lot of pictures and it was um it, it was really cool he was you know a great dude and we were talking about because um you know he's from, well he said he grew up mostly in virginia but uh but he he's from originally pembroke north carolina which is like the next county over from where i lived in north carolina you know so uh, i said yeah aberdeen he's like oh okay you know so we got to talking about you know, kind of that local area. Um, but most of them were, it was 24 a picture, 24 an autograph, 30 if you want both. So, and, I mean, I guess I, you know, it, it's curious. I mean, at what point do you think paying just for an autograph? Like, okay, like, let's be honest. This is made out to me, which he didn't even write my name all the way. And it, it has an autograph. So, is there a sense of like, unless it comes with, for, for me, and maybe I'm just you know, overspeaking it, but an autograph for 40, you know, or a picture for 40 bucks, I think that's just a little too pricey depending who you are. Um, I also wouldn't necessarily, you know, like you know, Kevin Ash, okay, I could see you spending that type of money to see him, you know, for what he's done for the wrestling, you know, company, you know, wrestling companies around the world. But I don't know. Do you think John Moxley is worth at that level? Moxley, yeah, forty bucks. Okay. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He could have charged more. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and it kind of depends on the event. With Moxley being a Cincinnati native anyway, that's something right. else that people are going to go yeah. uh, and see him. Now, a few months ago, I, I saw an event. It was here in William, well, right down the road in Williamsburg, Ohio, which is a town right next to Mount Orb. And this was not an NWF show. It was Ascension Pro Wrestling, uh, which apparently they are like rivals with NWF. Okay. Um, but there was some of the same wrestlers um, that from NWF that were also in this show, like yeah. uh, Lord Crew. Love Lord yeah. Crew. Dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he was also there. Well, in addition to that, they had Lance Archer and Jimmy Hart. They mm-hmm. were there doing autographs and pictures. But for them, it was 15. And I'm going to guess because it was a local event. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a fan fest. I mean, they just happened to be yeah. at a an indie show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jimmy Hart probably could have charged more. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan and you and you know yeah. who Jimmy Hart is. Yeah. yeah. You know, Lance Archer, I mean, coming from AEW, because I actually talked to him about coming on the podcast. And he said, yeah, you have to go through AEW's, uh, their mm-hmm. PR. Gotcha. I was like, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, super cool guy. He, he's another one of those. Thankfully, he's a super cool guy because, man, that dude's massive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Jimmy Hart, I mean, he he handed me, he basically shoved the microphone or the megaphone into my chest. And, Here, hold this. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm holding Jimmy Hart's megaphone, you know. So he had me hold the megaphone for the pictures. You know, he was another super great guy. Um, yeah. But I think that since that was at a, a local indie show, that's why they were they dropped it down to like 15 okay. uh, and that, yeah, 15 for the picture, you know, and I usually don't do autographs. Um, yeah. It kind of depends on, you know, um, what is my son when last one we went to up in Chillicothe, um, of course we met Kane and my son also wanted to, he wanted to get a picture, an autograph picture um, of Jake Roberts. 
you know, Jake mm. the Snake. And so uh, we got Jake. He was actually, he talked to my son for a little bit, you know, just, hey, you know, you know, hey, buddy, you know, how you doing? I mean, he, he was real nice. Uh, Nicole Roberts, baby doll, same thing. We talked to her and I, and I, um, and it was weird because she and I had a weird interaction like three years ago dealing with her cable at her house. And so I just was asking, hey, you remember that? That was me. Was everything cool? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's the one who's going on. So I finally got closure on that. That's been on my mind, Waylon. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there were some other ones that I didn't know how much they were, but I found out like Jerry Lawler and Lex Luger were also there, you know, but they yeah. were charging like 40 and, you know, 40 apiece. And there were some other ones um, who were there as well. Uh, Mr. Hughes, he's always at those events. Or I don't I don't know where's Mr. Hughes is he where's he from, Joylan? You have any idea? I have no clue. I mean, he's he's been around. Seems like he's been around for as long as I've been watching wrestling, and I know that's not the case, but it's just it's like every, especially like late '80s through the '90s. It's like everywhere you looked, he was there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look him up because I think he might be from somewhere close to here. You know, call um, me crazy on this, but in all honesty, I, I've learned, you know, something I've learned over the last couple of years is that, um, you know, knowledge is the best form of anything, right? If you could gain knowledge, it's, you know, it's always going to help you. I've always, I've, I would always recommend trading in a hand, you know, a handshake, an autograph, a picture, you know, hell, I'll even trade, you know, I wouldn't, you know, anything to do with them. If I could just maybe have two, three, you know, five minutes of their time and just ask them a question or two about, you know, maybe yeah. a scenario. Like the one thing that I wish I, you know, because they honky talk man was, ch- you know, charging so much and I couldn't afford it. But the one thing I've always wanted to ask and I've always wanted to pick and it's going to be so hard is that with me being a diehard Undertaker fan. Okay. I, I love Taker. Right. And, I, you know, went to the point I've watched almost every match that he's had you know, from his debut and honky talk man was part of that survivor series match mm-hmm. where he teamed up, you know, with Ted DiBiase um, and the undertaker. And I was always like, you know, knowing the undertaker and where he's at now and what type of legacy he's lead on, you know, the world of professional wrestling, knowing that standing in that ring, 1990. And I'm like, you know, kind of like, what is it like? You know, he's probably just, you know, just kind of pick his brain a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you get to guys like, you know, Chris Harris over here in, uh, you know, NWF, when uh, the Monster Abyss was inducted to mm-hmm. the NWF, you know, Hall of Fame last year. For me, I don't I don't want an autograph. I just want to pick your brain. I just want right. to hear right. the stories and just get your reaction and thoughts. You know, maybe things that you never thought you, someone would ask you about, yeah. you know. And you've had Chris Harris on your show uh, as well, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, he uh, he loves sitting down and talking wrestling. You know, um, he's such a great dude. And every every time I see him now at shows, you know, he always yeah goes over. You know, says hi. I mean, he's um, well. I think we started breaking that because when we had uh, the Jay and Trey podcast at the beginning of the year last year, and we had Chris Harris on, I believe that was one of his first interviews coming. You know, was. being a part of NWF, and he's kind of opened up, and now I see him everywhere. Like he's. You yep, turn around, he's, you know, still doing stuff with Impact Wrestling and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, all you, over the you, world. You had him on before we did. Yeah. Um, because I even told Dwayne, I was like, man, we need to step up our game. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I believe I was, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Trey that was starting to give you the information and said, Hey, yep. go, go get Chris Harris. You could talk yeah. to him. Yeah. I still call him Fearless Trey, which Trey and Courtney, they were at the Mount, last Mount Orb show. Yeah. I was actually, yep. uh, you know, I, I, I've been unfortunate. I have not been able to get to you. A lot of things have happened that I'm not going to get into on right. air, but um, I wish I, I could go. And I want to go and hopefully here soon I could go back again because a lot of great things are still going. They're still transpiring and, you know, evolving. And, yep. you know, I've seen in between the, the NWF has their own podcast, I believe. Yep, they do. Yep, the and I'm like, yep. And I'm like, dude, this is, they're, they're growing and they're finally, you know, something that uh, was told that, you know, Roger would never bend towards and like, you know, and it's like that's now, great. They haven't put out a new episode in a while. I don't know what I don't know what's up with that. December fifteenth. That's the last the episode holidays. they put out. So it's been a month. Um, maybe. And but you know, you and I need to get together again anyway, because I still have your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I just oh my goodness, uh I, I don't know. I I mean I'm like, you know, at this point I'm just like just keep it. If you could use it, keep it. Because I got that at, I believe I got that like at five below like two years ago and thinking that I wasn't going to need it. And I don't really quite need that almost, you know? So, I mean, at least not at the time, but I mean, we'll, we'll see each other. I'm afraid to go to NWF and then you're like, man, I, you know, I finally run into and you're like, I forgot. I forgot. Oh no. I always make sure I, I have the microphone with me just in case. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Cause that was such a weird jumble mess up of a, a day, how I ended up with Justin's microphone in my bag. And because I had the bright idea, Hey, I'll do some interviews while they're doing their, their thing. That didn't happen for a lot of reasons. Um, and so I had lesson learned, I'm, you know, I'm not going to try to, I'm, I'm going to make sure, first of all, I get a better place to set up. Another, another thing is, don't be set up right next to the speaker where you can barely hear yourself. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, you can't interview the wrestlers when they're actually signing autographs. They're doing the mm -hmm. meet and greets with the fans. Right. I think, and, I, and yeah. I think that's a great idea. If that's something that you're going to do together, you know, maybe you and I could get together and try to collaborate on doing just one big thing and sharing, yeah. you know, maybe splitting costs or, you know, I don't care yeah. if you take all the credit, but I, you know, listen, if for, for NWF, that was their first event like that. And yep. they had to learn a lot of mishaps. I thought mm -hmm. I also heard that there was other podcasters there trying to get interviews. And so I also think that if we're going to do something like that, then they could work with us, do it like before, like a couple hours before, like where there's right. no one in there. And we could, you know, spend one on one time. Hey, rapid fire, you know, interviews, you know, five, five, 10 minute interviews to get a word in. Um, stuff like that because I tried doing it on the show where you know we were going to get so and so on the show and that worked up until they stopped wanting to reply back and it wasn't them but you know they were busy but it was like you know this great idea just blows up you know mm -hmm. yep uh, and that day not only that but the internet connection was horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and you need because I do I use zoom and actually since you use StreamYard, both of them you need an internet connection and you need a yeah a pretty decent internet connection and didn't have it had an internet connection. It was, but everybody was on it, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, it, like I said, it was a good idea on paper, Yeah, you know, but just, there's some things we could have, 
uh, done a little bit different. And Justin was trying to help me out, you know, quite a bit. Um, yeah. I remember and, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Cause well, we I like supposed to get a table too. And then we come to find out we didn't have a table. And so it's like, everything is just, I don't know, was all clustered. I mean, yeah. and listen, like there's no one to blame. You can't blame no, no. one out of it. It was it's, just, it was their very first time doing this particular thing, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it was, like I said, it was lessons learned for everybody. Um, the show itself was still phenomenal. Uh, oh, that yes. match with Nikki Victory and was it Kylie Ray? Yes, yes, that was oh my god, well, that match right <laughs> I know you've heard of heard about yeah. it, but I mean, that yeah. match right there just whoo. And Big Mama, and I don't remember who she was wrestling, that was another match that was like next level. Um, we saw Riley Matthews get awarded the PGWA Rookie mm. of the Year, which mm. she had no idea. So her reaction when she just kind of fell to her knees in tears, I mean, that was real, you know, so because they they just totally um blindsided her in a good way you know, right, with that right. award um but you know we kind of figured out you know kind of life of podcasters you know um and trying to get people to respond back to you and uh and fortunately Dwayland's actually met some other people just a chance meeting yeah of all places at SummerSlam yeah, yeah. SummerSlam my wife and I went to SummerSlam last year and uh ran into some fellow podcasters and ended up you know we ended up later rest- on talking, you know. Yeah. The Wrestling Society, the yep. Wrestling Society podcast. And they're actually out of, uh, I think the, the main guys are out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I, I do want to go, go ahead and give some shout outs to some other podcasts. Justin, while uh, I got it, um, Ted the Hillbilly Hill, The Hill Truth. If you don't Absolutely. listen to him, go check him out. He is the most, uh, he is the, like, we call him the pod father, but I mean, he's the one been, who has been connecting people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know, um, you know, so not just him, but we also have wrestling with the truth. Uh, our friends, um, BC and J see, we remember the names this time, There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but BC and J they're actually out of Nova Scotia, Canada, and they're supposed to be on the show this coming Thursday, you know, okay. so also doing the same, same series. Uh, another couple of great guys. They have a very similar, uh, well, they've actually, they, they're running a series as well. They're talking about uh, the Monday Night Wars, more or less kind of mm-hmm. focusing on Nitro mm-hmm. yeah. right now. But, I mean, they, they're two guys that are just extremely knowledgeable when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, the Wrestling World Podcast with Austin Boyer. He's a, one single guy. I mean, he, he does, does it all himself. Uh, let's see, what's with others? The NWF Power Pod. You got to go check that one out if you haven't already. Uh, I know I'm missing some more Dwayland, some more wrestling ones. And I mean, I, I'm going to mention some non-wrestling ones too. Yeah. There's just, uh, there's, there's so many good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Smack Raw podcast, Botch Boston mm-hmm. Chair Shots. They're all, they're catchy kind of linked together. Yeah. Um, in fact, the Smack Raw podcast, their guys, this, this is a little personal. Their guys, they, they actually just recently talked about they're both, um, they're very, they were both kind of open about mental health issues and I, mm-hmm. and that's also sobriety issues. And they said, you know what, you know, we're not ashamed to come out and admit it, you know, because um, they've had some struggles and I reached out to them. I was like, you know what I said, my co-host and I, we've actually been very open about our own mm-hmm. struggles, Yep. you know, with both mental health issues and, you yep. know, um, me sober because this coming May, it'll be 10 years for me without drinking. Uh, the end of this month, it will be, let me think. I don't want to say wrong. Uh, 22, 22 years to the end of this month. Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. So, and he was very grateful to hear, hear from us. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, so I'd like to collaborate with them. 
uh, at some point, and also some of the other non-wrestling podcasts. There were some guys that I met actually at that very show, Justin, from the yeah. Mixtape podcast. Yep. Um, I mean, I listen to them. I haven't yep. got a chance to reach out to them because, like I said, um, after that event we had, like I said, it was kind of a, a rocky road. You, you know, you know a little bit about it. Yeah. I try to, you know, re- relaunch it a little bit. Then I end up getting hurt, and I was like, every time I stepped stepped away for some sort of, you know, reason, I'm like, I have to get back to doing this. Like this, what this is what keeps me going. You know, this is like a, a hobby that is now a job and a career. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's still a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there was another wrestling podcast, the dad world order podcast. That's right. Yeah. The guys, yep. they're also mm-hmm. based out of, you know, I think more Northern Kentucky than Cincinnati, but I mean, these guys, I mean, they actually travel like yeah. all over the place as well. You know, some great guys. Um, and it was funny cause I actually met them at Covington, you know, um, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I just, it was actually the Halloween show they did. And I had, yeah. you know, my shirt on, they had theirs on, got to talking like, oh yeah what's your twitter when we were already following each other on twitter <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're so we were already networked together but yeah but that's another great podcast they actually they are normally live on sunday nights i want to say at i want to say nine but i could be off and i think they're also live on it's either i think it's actually thursday nights at eight which we normally record at eight thirty. so mm-hmm. um a little bit of a conflict there if we wanted to, you know, kind of watch them, but we were also recording ours, but you could also still go check them out. I mean, those guys, I mean, they, they are really, really, um, really big wrestling fans. Uh, but yes, another couple podcasts. And these are actually the same two guys from both these podcasts, the true crime cast and bless their hearts. Um, you know, they've actually, these are the guys they've been on Jericho's podcast. In fact, they were just on mm-hmm. one recently that they recorded like months ago when it finally aired. Mm-hmm. But they were they were talking about um, like crime and wrestling, and, and some of the um, like the the one the female luchador down in Mexico, who she was also a serial killer of old ladies, <laughs> like you know outside the mm-hmm. ring. Okay, mm-hmm. you know um, they're talking about uh, let's see, one that that Ricky Morton actually trained him, and he was an ECW, and he ended up. Um, well, I mean, unfortunately, kind of similar to Benoit. I mean, he actually killed his family, then killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a, there was a hard body Harrison. Yeah, yeah, they got to talk about him and the things he was doing. Yeah. You know, um, which you just have to look him up. And he, he was pretty disgusting. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of human trafficking involved. I just you know leave it mm-hmm. at that. But yeah, uh, so but they were I, I, go ahead. I, I, uh, you know, you see, you're still mentioning podcasters, so oh no, you're fine. Yeah, I, mean, uh, um, yeah, I was I mean, just going to ask uh, Doyland a question when when we got a chance because I was just picking up my brain. I'm like just curious and asking him, um, how far um, down you you live in Kentucky, correct? Yes. How far down? Uh, I'm in West Paducah, Kentucky. And how? Okay. And is there how close? How close? Hypothetically, would that be? Um, to like Lexington or you know Louisville. Uh, it's about Lexington is probably about five hours from me because I think Louisville's about oh, okay. four hours from here. Okay. No, the only reason why I was asking is because you know we talk uh, you know about NWF. You've had NWF talent on here before, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that especially you know following them, they like to travel 
And yeah. a lot of them travel down south. Yep. You know, to like Lexington. And so I was yeah. just like, is, is there a, like a chance that you've ran into them? You know, uh, no, because I don't, I don't, because I don't get to Louisville or Lexington much. Uh, Lexington, hardly at all. I haven't been really been to Louisville since my kids were on a swim team. And that's been several years ago. We used to go to swim meets there, but mm-hmm. I haven't been to either place in quite a long time. So no, I haven't been able to run into anybody. And I think the closest that I know of personally that any of the NWF wrestlers that are on the current roster have actually gone close to Dwayland while they've been part of the NWF was actually probably Big Mama when she was down there for an NWA show um, mm-hmm. at, in Oak Grove. In Oak, in Oak Grove, Grove is, yeah. yeah. And that's still, what, a good hour away for you at least? It's a good, yeah, because Hopkinsville is like an hour 15, so at least a good hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Don't yeah. grow, depending on traffic. Yeah, which means you have to drive that hour and a half back. Yeah. That's always the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you maybe basically got to go way. all the way to Hopkinsville and then hang that yeah. right and then go all the way to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was just thinking about that because that may be a whole nother, you know, you know, episode for you guys, you know, maybe down low, but there's, they're starting, they're starting to travel. Like you're mm-hmm. starting to see right. the guys yeah. that we were talking about heavily last year, they're starting to expand their. Re- Gym, you know yeah. how yeah. where they can perform at, and that that's only good for business, you know, especially good for NWF. Um, but yeah, that's. I was just curious if you may have ran into any of them on a, on a promotion or just down, you know, because they do travel. If I had to answer for Joel, I'd say not yet, but he's trying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, and I guess it's you know one of the fortunate things, but. Mount Orb, all of a sudden they started doing wrestling shows again in Mount Orb because I, I guess yeah. they used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but now they're doing them right here. So it was 10 minutes away from my house. And I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> you no. Know, um, but like next weekend or, you know, this coming weekend, they're going to be down in Covington. And I'm almost obligated to go. Um, mm. You know, kind of sort of just because I just know of some things that I'm going to predict are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to see it and I want to record it for Jordan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can have it up and so he can say, hey, look. And, um, but it's just also just going to be me and my son uh, this upcoming weekend because my wife is flying down to Orlando. Uh, it's part of her, her travel agent. Like they do a retreat every year. But of course, my daughter is also down in Orlando. So she's going to, it's going to be a, you know, kill two birds with one stone. She's right. going to hang, hang out with my daughter and, and also do the travel thing. Um, and, you know, so it's just going to be me and him. Excuse me. He doesn't always necessarily enjoy going to the wrestling shows, um, you know, because they're, they're not big names is the way you put it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, so. It's like, how do you think the big, it's like, how do you think the big names get, got to be big names? Yes. Like, exactly. this is how they started. Give them. Give him five years and he'll see uh, Rex and uh, AEW or something like that. Like, yeah. No, I, I think um, I could see Rex. I could definitely see Nikki Victory because mm-hmm. Roger himself said, I mean, he told us on the show when we interviewed him that he said she has no ceiling. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Riley, uh, Riley I think we'll see her, you know, uh, one day as long as she it keeps would be, on. Yeah. Yeah, and the director she's going. Noah, I mean, Noah, they, yep. they all, yeah, everyone, the entire class right there needs to be, you know, heading up at least, spreading out their rings a little bit. Whether it's Impact, uh, you know, AEW, WWE. I mean, I guess 
that you know that's one thing I do enjoy watching when you watch AEW that do promote you know and giving they continue giving talent a shot and I'm sure I'm sure WWE does that on how you know dark on how shows and whatnot but you know AEW promotes the you know like they brought up Nikki Victory a handful of times she's like in a mm-hmm. cycle you know yeah. mm-hmm. on matches and I'm like you know WWE you're kind of behind the game you gotta have to step it up a little bit because you know the only way you're going to get them out there is if you actually get them out there mm-hmm. and Lord Crew is another one he's been been on AEW Dark yes. a few times um, he's an I mean and he is all over the place if you've if you follow him on social media at all, you know, I mean, he's Wasn't, always um, traveling. Their last recent one was Star Rider. Uh, was Star Rider on Dark? Was that, I, I want to say that was on Dark a couple weeks ago. Really? Hmm. How, how did I Unless miss Star it was Rider? on a different yeah. promotion, I don't remember. It was, it was like a six-man tag match, and they lost, I, I, but... I'm gonna have to go back through dark and yeah, old dark episodes to see if I can find uh, it. I mean, I know he's been I'm going gonna... down to OVW. There's a lot, a lot of them that have been going to OVW. Maybe, um, because I mean, Cincinnati, Louisville is only, you know, a two-hour drive, and a lot of them they live in Kentucky anyway, so it's yeah. even less of a drive. So yeah, because Noah, I believe he lives in Walton, Kentucky. You know, which is that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, um, but like, well, Big Mama, she lives up in Westchester. Yeah, you know that's a you know how that's a little bit of a drive. I mean, you're talking like two and a half hours, you know, from her house. But like so, because they a lot of the women were down uh, down in OVW a week and a half ago, and they had a big event down. It was a woman's only event, and you know, so they had them come in and Big Mama, you know, Tasha. She actually told me she's like it was a great time, you know. So, um, but. Huh. I was just trying to see if I could find it. It, it was like sometime I want to say in December, November. Like it was, it was recently. Like it wasn't that long ago. I, I, you know, I may, I'm about not eighty five percent confident that uh, now you got me curious. <laughs> but I just, I, and I apologize if I'm wrong. But I mean, I remember seeing him. I like, I tuned in just to see him. Right on the show, um, because AEW Dark kind of just comes and goes so fast on Mondays. Yeah, like I don't get a chance to even watch it, even though I want to watch out. You know, want to watch like Nikki Victory's matches, and but I, I was hoping to find it to show you guys, but I'm like, you know, you don't get a whole lot here on um on the AEW Dark, you know, previews. Well, um, let's see. There, I just Googled Star Rider AW Dark and it's saying Dan Adams, Star Rider and Facade, yeah. Facade, AW Dark Elevation. It was a month ago and it's in Jobbers of the Week. Uploaded by Jobber Brothers. So is that actually not the AEW uh, Dark official YouTube channel? Is another one. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, I guess they were on there like a month ago. So, um, but yeah, Star Rider. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's another great one. He's he's small compared to the rest of them, but I mean he um he's like what you expect a small move. wrestler to be. Yeah, he can move. He's and he can hold of, his own. Of, yep, mm. a lot of aerial stuff. A lot of aerial stuff. Uh I think Adam Swayze, you know, I think he could actually uh be Oh gosh. Yeah. 
he is. I mean, okay. So is it wrong to say that uh, that Adam Swayze is the MJF of a- NWF? Oh no, I think that's pretty. Accurate. Oh, I think that. <laughs> But you, you, the thing is, is you, you got to like it. You have to, you mean, you oh, have yeah. to enjoy what he's putting mm-hmm. out there because he makes you hate him on a different level. Yep. To yeah. the point where yeah. it's like you have to watch what's next. And you, exactly. You actually want him to win. It's like um, the old school mentality of he gets you worked up enough to where people are willing to pay money to see if he's going to get beat up or not. And that's when we, that's what gravitated us to like NWF at the beginning because. You know, uh, the great King Titan and Sean Evans was doing that, so, you know, so successfully. And that's what it's all about. When you can make that connection, mm-hmm. you know, between the, the, you know, the sport of professional wrestling and to be, you know, being in the you know crowd. That's that's the reason why you become a wrestling fan. Right. right. I mean, yeah. is right. that connection is the comparison. You know, a lot of people refer, you know, to soap operas and to theater play and to, you know, football and baseball. Mm-hmm. and we refer to wrestling because that's what gravitates us. It keeps us mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And, I agree. And I think that just answered, that really answered the question. It really about did. Why yeah. we are wrestling fans. Yep. It really did. Uh, that, that was, yeah. Thanks Justin. That, that was, was actually perfect. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Dwayne, do you have anything else? Any I know as, as always, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad you were able to get come back on the show and look forward to you coming back on as a guest again. Absolutely. Anytime yeah. you guys need me, thank you guys. Um, I mean, you know, late at night, early in the morning, just, you know, shoot me a text. I go, you know, whatever you guys need. Um, I'm always here. Definitely supportive. Um, you know, love the podcast, you know, your, your guys' work. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see more stuff. There's a lot of, you know, topics that I'm looking forward to you guys talking about that is, you know, surfaced a lot since the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, you guys are a one-two combination that mm-hmm. kind of feed off each other, and yeah. it is, it just seems to work. You know, yeah. And that's what's so great about you know the Armchair Booking Podcast is you know it, just, it works. Oh, we appreciate that, Justin. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, 30, um, thirty-five years worth of friendship helps too. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's yeah. over what eight-hour drive to get to one another. So yeah, um, I think, uh, was about nine. Uh, is nine, nine hours off oh, from here. What? Uh, when last year, well, last time I saw you, which is almost nine years ago to the day. Yeah. Um, was well, I don't know, Justin, if you've heard about this, where uh, Dwayland had an unfortunate. Um, they had a house fire. Yeah. And they lost yeah. everything, but they closed on their back and their cat. Yep. And my car. That was it. Car. That was it. And, you know, so I took up a collection of stuff here. You yeah. Know, and of course, people were doing it there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drove it down, you know, all the way from here. So it was about five and a half, maybe six hours. Oh, was it? Okay. Because yeah, you, you, you were in Murray at the time. Yeah. I was in Murray at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and so I went down there, you know, we got to hang out, you know, brought all the stuff, got to meet all the other people bringing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know that I got you know stayed in the hotel uh, because I think y- y'all were were just like jam packed because they had just moved all y'all into that other apartment. Oh yeah, we had just gotten the other apartment, and we yeah. had. I mean, we didn't even have. Uh, I mean, we, I think we had just gotten living room furniture, maybe. But yeah, you had, you had a couch. I remember that. But I think that's all we had at the time. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we and, hadn't got beds or anything yet. Um, I mean, so doesn't that just work so well? I mean, because here's the thing: when you're doing podcasting. 
the first thing I kind of think of, all right, you got to kind of be in the same room with each other. The fact that you guys have been doing this, you know, what, two plus years now, you know, well, you know, for um, a few years and, you know, you guys have been able to keep this distance, you know, you know, this long distance and still maintain a consistency, you know, being able to work with each other's schedule. I mean, I think that's what just puts the icing on the cake when it comes down to arm, armchair booking mm-hmm. podcasts is, you know, the fact that you could do it under any circumstances. I mean, that's whether, you know, no matter what condition we're under, you know, if someone's feeling sick or, you know, even work, you know, at work, you know, stresses through the roof, you know? Yeah. And oddly enough, um, what's kept us from recording has actually been more work on yeah. my end because and like, and just like some personal stuff that's come up on my end, but yeah. Um, and that's, that it's normally like a game time decision. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm still at the office yeah. <laughs> and I'm not leaving probably for another, at least another you know, hour. Yeah. Too bad. You just can't record from the office to be honest. <laughs> oh, I mean, I have thought about Especially it because... cubicle podcast. I mean, yeah. <laughs> your other one I mean, over it, there. That's... It, I mean, it writes itself. I it mean, there exactly. it is. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but yeah, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, if we can ever figure out a good time, you know, for me and Dwaylon to come on yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, now six o'clock here is also five o'clock for Dwaylon. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. so. Um, so it's, a, it's a little early for me, but. Okay. <laughs> but I mean. So I, I will say this is that if you guys want to come on my show is that I will also be acceptable because I know how early it is to do some sort of interview. You know, I keep my interviews around, you know, 15, 20 minutes. If they're longer than that, I'll throw in a break and just put along with my program. Mm -hmm. But um, the reason why I'll say that is because I'm doing a promotion uh, where I just did like a rapid fire interview for like 18 people over the weekend. And starting tomorrow or, you know, Tuesday, I'm going to start, you know, implementing them into my show to help promote their product, you know. Mm Um, so, you know, that's one thing I've had to become more flexible about. I've always, you know, even though these interviews had nothing to do with sports, it's a local promotion here. Uh, it's actually like a theater play that's been taking place in Fairfield this I weekend. Caught, at the, I caught uh, that, um, what, you know, when you were advertising that today. Yep. So a little more of that advertisement. I had to do the interviews on Friday and Saturday, and then I was able to, um, you know, kind of edit them, put them together. So like, like one of the, you know, there'll be two interviews tomorrow. So this is going to take up about like a good 40 minutes right. uh, of the program, but yeah, that's uh, always work something out. Okay. Well, heck yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah. We we're always look forward to going to your show as well. And, uh, but that's all we have for today. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So Justin, my friend, until we could actually talk again, I'll go ahead and just say good night. Hey, God bless. God Thank bless. You.